Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, who is back from his, what? Unplugged. Unplugged. (laughs) Everybody was asking where J.C. was. I'm not a political junkie. I don't, maybe people think that, but I'm not. So I have to unplug. (laughs) <laughs> you know, from time to time. I'm not wired for for all this stuff. I mean, a lot of people, we know people, they listen to Fox all, all day I mean, long. the TV is always on yeah. that. I mean, it's and like they, background noise all the time. Know, and then it's three hours of Rush, three hours of Hannity, you know, an hour of Savage. I mean, we know people like that. That's not me. So I actually, it was kind of interesting. I, I just, I didn't know what was going on. Holidays, I didn't look at any of this stuff. Um... So it was funny tuning back in uh, several days ago. <laughs> Kate Daly and I talked about and this <laughs> on her show Thursday last week. God. <laughs> the, in particular, the Democrats <laughs> in the House. Oh, my goodness. These the people my phone. have <laughs> lost their ever-loving mind. They are insane. I can't believe it. And I don't understand their strategy. <laughs> I mean, I don't get what they're playing at. Because uh, it's bizarre. They don't because they don't have the they don't have the Senate. Right. 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 So right. this the the uh, whatever this freak job is from what is that? Mich- Mich- uh, Mich- Michigan. I don't even want to call it Michigan. Michigan. Bob. Michiganistan. Michiganistan. That's what they call it. But this Pakistani dropping F-bombs about impeachment and then they want to do away with electoral college. They want to rewrite uh, Article One. I mean, it's crazy. And they don't even yeah. have the Senate. It's like, what do you? What is this? JC needs to listen to the show last week. Get caught up. Freak out <laughs> over impeachment. You, you you can't impeach. I mean, you can in the House, but it's not going to happen. What well, is the? Why? What are they doing? It's not so going to happen anyway. It. They're not interested. You understand? I but, mean, uh, no. But uh, I mean, just to make the drama about mm-hmm. it. It's like, what are you? So that's the thing. Nancy Pelosi's already come up and said we're not going to impeach. Yes, but so, so I don't. You know, the you've got this. You got right. the Speaker of the House saying, you know, we're not doing that. So, no, but but the interesting thing is, and maybe maybe you already did a show about this. But the interesting thing that's that brings up a question for me: Are is there this segment the the Cortez, the Harris, the the Pakistani, this group? Are they completely out of control? I mean, does does Nancy Pelosi have no no control over these? She people? has Is no control over those people. Is there now a radical fraction, mm-hmm. a faction, in the House that 
these guys, they are so unhinged. It's <laughs> so I couldn't believe it. So you can imagine tuning well, back the, in and the level of insanity of these guys right. is just shocking. Well, even the the proposed amendment to amend the Constitution to eliminate the Electoral College doesn't even come from them. So oh, this not. this faction, no, but well, what we're about to see one, something's coming from them. But uh, we, I believe this radical faction that you're talking about is actually uh, emboldening the the insanity that that exists in what would be normally the moderate Democrats as yeah, well. So you got that. this old, excuse my, you know, my sort of racist statements. You got this old. Democrat white guy grandpa in Tennessee Cohen who has put up the amendment to amend the Constitution to eliminate the Electoral College so somebody like that is not somebody you would typically think who's going to be like who's going to be rocking the boat and trying to to propose constitutional amendments yes so either it's emboldening guys like that or this this thing has spread to every crack and crevice of even places that you wouldn't think you'd yeah. find it. Right. Well, I think I think one is one is uh, the res, you know I mean it's Either one of those way, those yin and yang are, circles. They all are running together. You don't even know. Absolutely bat manure crazy. <laughs> so Fox News has this article about uh, your favorite Ocasio Cortez. I was laughing because our our friend the redneck down the road discovered discovered Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> he yeah. comes banging on the door. He's like, "Who in the world is this nut?" <laughs> So I thought that was funny. Even the redneck knows the Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, he's like, this is the stupidest woman I ever heard in my life. (laughs) So Fox calls her the self-described democratic socialist who's become a media sensation. Oh, I I don't know, since you haven't been paying attention, apparently um, there's an old video circulating of Ocasio-Cortez doing a final dance scene to The Breakfast Club. And and so now the fake news is they put up this thing, this old dig up old video of Ocasio Cortez doing her little dance thing, and, and you know the Breakfast Club, you know, yeah, does that right? Sure. So um, that now it is they've created this news media story about how all the conservatives are hating on her for this dance video. Who cares? I know, Whatever. but she it's dances. completely so fake. It's completely fake. Okay. There's absolutely no, no evidence at all that any conservative, even the outward fringe ones, have even seen it. Nobody saw the video until the liberal media put it up and said that the conservatives were hating yeah, on her. Well, we've already <laughs> said she's going to be she's going to be the centerpiece of this. This thing, this phenomenon. And I, I think I saw she she was on 60 Minutes or something. I, I noticed, like, an interview somewhere. It was just weird. Uh, Dateline or whatever. But I noticed this. This is what dawned on me yesterday. Now, I'm watch, this was – I was watching, I don't know, a, f- a football game or something. And the commercial, 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 it was – I noticed Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris, however they're saying it now, uh, you mean they w- changed the way they say her name? They said though? on the commercial, Kamala Harris, Kamala. like Pamela, but they decided Kamala. to put a K. Ah, okay. Uh, so she's on she's on some talk show, 
and then uh, Cortez was on something. One of the other ones is on 60 Minutes and this and or that. So it hit me. Twenty. So election 2020 has now officially begun. It's because I'm I'm now watching. Oh, I'm now for you. watching. No, 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 for America. <laughs> oh, I think for it America. began the day of the, no, the no, election I'm, of 2018 no, ended. <laughs> my, I understand that. My point is the the media has launched mm-hmm. the the 2020 campaign. Mm-hmm. They are now working. I mean, they are now putting this like. You know, for instance, a normal a normal uh, uh, candidate has to buy a commercial, pay to get on a network, whatever. That's that's the, these guys don't have to do that. No. So the media is now. Hello, Republicans out there who are supposed to be right liberty fighters yeah. and exposing the deep state so, and, so, and getting rid of the swamp. Take take the news. You don't need to buy ad time. Yeah. So now what you watch from now? I mean, it started. So now all of these uh, all of these commie candidates are on this talk show, that talk show, hosting Saturday Night Live on 60 Minutes, on Dateline. Whatever. So it's it, it started. It's this nonstop barrage of, hey, let's let's give free commercial, free airtime. Let's let let's, you know, win over the American people to these candidates. So it started. The campaign has begun. So, of course, it is um, Ocasio-Cortez has now is now pushing for the enactment of a radical, what she's calling the Green New Deal, right? So she's she's got this whole plan now uh, that would dramatically reshape the U.S. economy. So it's like FDR's New Deal, but green. Right, but would it would ban the use of all fossil fuels from U.S. electricity generation, agriculture, and manufacturing by 2030. Yeah, now we all... Isn't that why they call it Agenda 2030? Yeah, and now we all figured out in around 2010 that green is the new red. Right. Right, that's, right. that's the cover right, right. now for this communist Marxist... Agenda. So according to this cover story on Fox, this new Green Deal would uh, force families to pay more for heat, cooling, and provide electricity to their homes. It would raise the same costs for businesses, farmers, government, and, and organizations, driving up their operating costs and raising the fuel prices for just about all the good and services Americans buy. Can I remind you, this was Obama's promise yeah. This was Obama's campaign promise. He just paved the way. Obama right. was, Obama was Obama was the John the Baptist of <laughs> you know this new Marxist movement, this green Marxism. Right. And not only that what we have is well they figured out something that we can get somebody to push the envelope, right? Mm-hmm. We can get somebody to push the envelope and then it just makes us easier. We just keep moving the bar further and further. Uh, I should go I There's should go grab the book. I have it sitting in the bathroom. Nudge. Nudge. I mean, it's yeah. all it's all nudge. Yeah, that was written written by it's Rahm Emanuel. R- no, and, and, uh, it's not Rahm Emanuel. Cass Sunstein. Cass Sunstein, all those right. Cats. Yeah, so Cass Sunstein wrote that what like 20 years ago know. or something. I don't know, but it's just crazy. So can you imagine what all I'm saying is without Barack Obama, Ocasio-Cortez was not possible. Right. So now we have a now you have many of full. Them. I know. Now I know. Right. So now you have full on socialism being represented in, in the American government, which, by the way, I will say just as boldly and plainly as I can, uh, Ocasio-Cortez and these people who call themselves socialists 
ought not even be qualified to run for office. Yeah. They should be eliminated because the Constitution requires that all government be Republican. And if your platform is to remove Republican government and replace it with socialist government, you are not qualified to run for office. Yeah. Well, you know, and don't don't forget talking about what Barack Obama opened the door for. Don't forget the radical Muslim agenda that you got the several now of these guys in office and and pushing that nonsense. So you here's here's Which, by the, the way, it's all it's all that it watch the Dinesh D'Souza film when he talked mm-hmm. about the anti colonialism, anti imperialism of Barack right. Obama. I mean that's that's what that's what's going on. Read that as globalism. So when we get back from the break, we're going to see Cortez's true hypocrisy. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, and we're talking about Ocasio-Cortez's self-proclaimed New Deal. I just can't... The woman is barely in office... And she's already got such a big head. I mean, she thinks that she is here to whatever, save the world or something. And she believes she's going to do that. Same, I don't know. same as Barack Obama. Same yeah. kind of thing. They they idolize her just like him. I mean, if you think about it, he was really a nobody yeah. who, had, who had done really nothing. Right. And so it's the same kind of mold. It's projection. I mean, it's not really based on accomplishments. Right. It's them projecting what what they want the people to perceive. So here's, according to this Fox News, her new deal, by the way, includes radical programs that have nothing to do with green energy. So in her, I mean, this is the hypocrisy. By the way. She's all about removing, uh, uh, you know, all of the corporate, all the pork and all that. And here her new deal is full of pork. Yeah. Don't forget, a bartender came up with this. Yeah. Right? (laughs) And if you believe that, I got a yeah, cost- bridge over okay. the River Kwai to sell you. Right, because the point you're making, JC, is Ocasio-Cortez had nothing to do with this. She's a she nobody. She didn't write this. Of course I, not. She probably has trouble she, writing her own name. Well, she wrote so. it on a napkin while she was tending bar. That's yeah. how she came. I mean, come right. on. It's just like all the other stuff, the Tides Foundation, all that. The, the, the uh, ACA was all handed to them, all that stuff. It, it comes from all of these... Uh, globalist handlers and, and, and all these infiltrators and controllers that, that they give the agenda. These guys are puppets. So, so she's the, their new face. The Green New Deal will create basic income programs. Remember uh, the whole cry, we need to have the government paying the people $3,000 right. a month kind Zuckerberg. of thing? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg that's right. It. Zuckerberg mm-hmm. wanted in his Zucker commencement schmuck. speech. And a single-payer health care program. You missed the show last week. One of the legislations that's putting put up. Oh, I told everybody I was going to tell you about this by your favorite Focahannes. Mm. She has proposed legislation to create a brand new uh, agency in the government that will be in charge of manufacturing pharmaceuticals. Yeah. 
to I compete. Saw, I saw that yesterday. Is that crazy? So this signals. So it's all single payer healthcare socialist. So stuff. this signals to, I mean, America, the electorate. Hello, this is so. This is what your 2020 agenda will be if you give them the Senate. Yeah, that's right. it. So they're, I mean, because they can't do any of this now, but they're they are advertising what they're going to do. So it would also create, an aff- her, her Green Deal would create affirmative action in the federal government, creating what they call federal jobs guarantee to mitigate deeply entrenched racial, racial, regional, and gender-based inequalities in income and wealth. So you, uh, you, know, you, you qualify for that, then all of a sudden, guess what? You're going to get your guaranteed pay raise if, when you go work for the federal government. You know what's the saddest part? Like, here, here it is. You get your mammary gland paycheck. That's, you, you know, seriously. Uh, you qualify for your mammary bonus, okay, or your melanin bonus because that's what this is all about. You know what the sad part is? This is an agenda. It's a platform, mm-hmm. right? Republicans, right. how long have you had power now and you've given America no agenda? The Democrats have run uh, for, I mean, this is what we were saying before, before mm-hmm. this last election. The Democrats had no agenda. Neither did the Republicans. Republicans could have offered an agenda. Remember the new Gingrich and all that stuff in 94, the contract with America and all this sort of stuff. They laid out an agenda. So now, once again, the Republicans <laughs> are so inept. inept. I mean, there's not even a word right. for how, like inept doesn't do it justice. There's not even a word for that. So how inept they are. And so once again, the Democrats have beat them to the punch. Matter of fact, a bartender. But remember, Ocasio-Cortez. But it's not like here she is. She shows up with no political experience whatsoever. And it shows you how moronic and inept these guys are. But if it were a Republican who was in her shoes with no experience, the Democrats would be, their heads would be exploding. Why are you even listeners? She's got no experience. Yeah, but in reality, it's probably what, what the Republicans need is someone with no experience, right? right. Because what good <laughs> has the, have these three-decade Republicans, what good have they done? You, you, here's, here's a girl. She was just a bartender, no experience, nothing. She's brain dead. Now, we know somebody handed her this, this agenda, but now the Democrats are putting forth an agenda the Republicans still sit on the sidelines. That's that's why they're going to lose. Well, not lose. only that, to add to this hypocrisy, this does not end corporate kickbacks. Uh, poor, according to her green plan, uh, she's also got provisions in there to give favors to labor unions and left-wing industries. So nothing changes. As arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry can learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And, man, I just, once again, we're not going to get through all of these stories that I want to talk about. But, we, but like I said... <laughs> I think that I have like a whole week. Part of I, JC was, why are you so stressed out today? I'm stressed out because I have like 47 different shows that I'm trying to organize into one. And I got to learn. I can't do 47 shows in one. I've got them all planned out for the whole week. 
And then I worry that something's going to come up in the media that I got to cover. But in reality, because the one thing Kate Daly and I talked about on our show on Thursday is the media's not changing. They're not changing. So we can keep going and they'll never do what we're doing. But you know what? Shame on Republicans. Shame on so-called conservatives, liberty guys. I mean, shame on them. Come on. Where where is your agenda? Even like there's guy there are a couple guys I like, you know, think about uh, what's the guy in the house from Michigan? Justin Amash. Uh, Justin Amash. Mm-hmm. Come on. He, he, Justin, you, you could have written an agenda. You yeah. could have put forth any of these guys. Right. Right. Where's the agenda? Republicans. I mean, shame on them. Shame yeah. on the, those of you who say you believe what we believe. Shame, shame on, on you. you. Absolutely. JC, I think you're right. We need to fix the lighting thing going on here. <laughs> I was trying to keep the natural lighting going, but it's phasing in and out on us. You want to know about this here? I wanted to talk about this, JC. I don't know if you said that because we talked about this. Uh, earlier in the show about how the Democrat from Tennessee, Cohen, the old, old school establishment Democrat is now proposing a constitutional amendment, right? Yeah. Well, now we have. I don't know him. Yeah. Well, now we have Cruz and Rooney. You know, Rooney. He's I, do no, know Rooney. I don't like Rooney. Everybody knows I don't like Rooney. Have now proposed a constitutional amendment themselves to impose term limits. Now, I read, I wrote uh, and published an article um, on Saturday about term limits that everybody needs to read. And it's amazing because the, uh, when I posted it in, in social media, JC, so many people were like, wow, Chris Ann, I never thought about that step two process and all of that. And so I'm not going to talk about that term limit thing. You want to do that, go read the article. Here's, the co- here's what I want to cover. What is it all of a sudden with this Quick trigger to amending the Constitution of the United States. I, I Have we ever heard in, I mean, I know they're always talking about it, but now we have mainstream politicians like Cruz. We got mainstream medias. All of a sudden, we've got to answer. amend the Constitution. I can answer that. Okay, please. It's so. Because I'm, I'm frustrated. Leave the, th- you don't follow it now. Okay, that's because they're looking at uh, the parties. You know, and, and people that get into office, they're looking at p- the potential of what they can do. Like they've watched Barack Obama. They've watched Donald Trump. They've seen the executive power, the wielding of executive mm-hmm. power. They've seen things that Congress can and can't do. So what e- each side is trying to do when you look at these proposed big changes, electoral college, the term limits, all this sort of stuff, it's about controlling what the politicians are able to do in other words the one party trying to control what the other party is able to do so they're i mean they've actually it seems like they've scared themselves Uh like they are so afraid that now they actually want to put some limits on things do you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of dead kid legislation amendments reactionary. reactionary amendments a reactionary laws are not good things you like term limits you like whatever hey that's great but let's not do this in a reactionary way to try to control one side or the other we gotta i here's the problem that i talked about in the article we gotta identify the real problem here the real problem is is people i mean Cruz has been in 18 years now, or, or, well, maybe Rooney has. One of them has. I read in the article. Yeah, Rooney. But, and, and Cruz has been in for, what, eight years? Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I, the, the problem is not the Constitution. And 
Except for when we come to senators, because we need to be repealing the 17th Amendment. The problem is the people allow this continued corruption. You have an automatic term limit. It's called an election. And the people who continue to vote these people in office are the problem. Okay, so that's the other root of what you see is going on. So I said the party trying to control the party. Mm -hmm. But the reason they're doing this, like the reason you see... The Democrats are trying to do it. The Republicans are trying to do it. They're doing it in different ways with different targets, mm-hmm. right? But it's because of the demographic. Both of them recognize the changing demographic. So the Republicans are scared, and they see this rise of this Marxism, and they see people that support this, and this, was, this wasn't this was before. And now they're saying, oh, my goodness, we don't need people like Cortez and, and, and Harris and this to be able to be in here forever even if we have to flip it out. <laughs> and then on the side of the Democrats, oh, the Democrats are seeing, hey, we've we've got this electorate and we're, you know, we got people coming over the border, we got people that are ignorant, we got people being brainwashed in public education. So if we had changed electoral college, then all these we know most of these people are in the big urban centers. And so if we can get rid of electoral college, then that'll shift the power to the urban centers and will be in complete control. So it's for the same reason. And one of the causes is like you say, it's the people, Mm -hmm. but that's what's driving this because they're recognizing (laughs) the makeup of the electorate. Right. And so the hard part is what the hard part is actually educate. Okay. That's what I was going to say. The hard part (laughs) is what we try to do. That's hard. Yeah. This is, this is stuff that can happen quickly. They make a change. The results come quickly. That's why they're after that. Okay. Well, it's now, just they, frustrating. Let me, when you talk about education, we talked about this before. One of the things they should be doing is, particularly the Republicans, while they had power, should have been dealing with these public universities. They did nothing. I mean, that's one of the main sources that that feeds, that populates this electorate and this changing demographic. Right. And they did nothing about it. They they let these guys run wild. They let it be. They let these universities. Uh, be Marxist uh, brainwashing uh, prison camps while taking federal funds, while receiving tax. Well, but here's the bottom line, JC, and and, and nobody's going to be able to change my mind about this, given few exceptions here and there. The bottom line is that both political parties that are in the majority like the indoctrination centers. They like the ignorant voters because it keeps the power in place in both parties. Yeah, I'm, but I'm afraid some of them are realizing uh, the chickens are coming home to roost. I think some of them are realizing, I mean, some of, some of the particular on the Republican side, they are so scared. They are realizing this is now out of control because you're right. They've tolerated this. They've allowed it. They, they, they've they've this, promoted this controlled it. controlled opposition game that they play. They've let this go on and go on for their own benefit. And now... I think some of them realize, because not all of them are in, you know, not all of them are the high elite that they can run off to their compounds and their caves and they'll be all right, you know, when the global war comes. Uh, Some of them realize we're not going to be okay. This is out of control. So you have a lot of them, they're scared. And that's where a lot of these big uh, sort of fundamental changes are coming, where they're looking to change the Constitution and make these big changes. Because I think it dawned on them. They're out of control. Well, it's like you said, we're always looking for the easy fix and changing the Constitution is the easy fix. Or at least it, it appears to be an easy fix. Right. But the problem is, quick, is quick fix. It's well, but, but it's not. I think fix is not the right, proper exactly, term. Exactly. They're it, assuming without really knowing what the consequences will be. 
and, and not understanding, like you say, why it was there in the first place. And we don't understand the the consequences of this elimination of liberty. I mean, the bottom line is, say what you want about term limits. Term limits is not a liberty perspective. Because, okay, it kicks out the, the, the bad guys, but it also kicks out the good guys. It does. And so you don't get to keep the good guys. You don't get right. to keep the good guys that are in there. Yeah. And it is an elimination of the real choice of the people. Then you're not, it's not a, rep- a true representative government anymore. And, and that's the only reason that I'm not all in. I mean, I'm like, I waver back and forth. You know, I'm saying, okay, there ought to be at least some semblance of term limits, maybe longer than what they typically ask for. But then I think yeah, about I think what shorter. if there's a guy that or, you know, or a handful of people that are our champions, man, and we want them. Like, mm-hmm. like it's only been a handful of guys that have really stood in the gap. Mm-hmm. What if there have been term limits? You wouldn't even have those guys. They'd no, be gone. They'd be gone. So and they wouldn't be able to build a – they wouldn't have a you – know, they wouldn't be able to try to build a coalition and encourage yeah. other people to do so that. So that, that's, well. that's what – that's I've been limits. really, really digging into the founders on this, and I yeah. am absolutely not a term limits fan. I agree with Mercy Otis Warren that it's the frequency of elections that maintains the limitation of government. Mercy said we should have elections every single year. As a matter of fact, before our Constitution was ratified, that's how our representatives were chosen every single year. You didn't have time to plant your roots. You didn't have time to, to, to make your kickback deals because then you simply had to be about your business and prove that you needed to come back and stay. And the other thing is, is I think that here's the thing. You have elections that that cost millions of dollars. Mm. If they're every year, they're not going to cost millions of dollars, right? I I just simply don't. It's just billions, billions, right? I mean, people make billions off of them. It's going to be, it's not a conceivable a reality to spend that kind of money every single year. Yeah, it's not so a I think real it would fix. reasonable, right? So nonetheless, the fix is the long-term thing. And what frustrates me because we've talked about this, you've got the globalists, you've got the progressives, you got the marxist who realize, right? Dewey, the long-term vision that is required here. Dewey laying the founding framework for Marxism to take over the education system so that America would be conquered without ever a shot being fired. So that's the thing. If you think about that in the context of term limits. All right. So let's say you have term limits. Like, okay, a guy can only serve 12 years. All right. So we have, you know, let's say somebody like Harris or let's say Cortez coming out of the Queens and the Bronx. Right. Okay. So you only get 12 years and then she's gone. All right, well, then you get a Cortez to replace her. They're just not there as right. long. You know what I'm saying? So, Or the, Cortez the goes dir- directly into some kind of a lobbyist job okay, where that's, she's that's still another controlling government. But the, the point is, the, point is right. the length of time they're in there doesn't is not what changes it, mm-hmm. right? Because you get someone. This. It's the, the reason she's there is because people in that district put her there. Right. So it's going to be the same people picking the next guy. After you term the first guy out. So you actually don't change the system at all. You don't change the makeup at all with term limits. Now, do I think it's preposterous that a guy is in there 40 years? Yeah. But that's the fault of the people electing and reelecting, reelecting, reelecting him. Okay. Mm-hmm. But but when you put term limits in, it's not going to change. You're not going to change 
anything. It's not going to change the makeup. It's just going to change the length of time the individuals are there. But the next individual is going to be just like the previous individual because he's coming from the same electorate because that's where the problem lies. So that's those are the reasons, the two reasons, right, for me. We got to go to a break, JC. Come right back. We'll talk about that. Welcome back to the cra- Crazy Journal. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sorry. The Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Look, you guys got to go to YouTube. You got to go YouTube and watch the show today. We've got crazy graphics going on. Are it's, they crazy? It's, no, it's like crazy good. Crazy awesome graphics. It's like foom, foom, foom all over, but they are just, I mean. It just looks professional. We've put Good this job. show over the top, right? It's just really, really great. So, so you got two things. Yeah, no, I'm just saying those are two things. So the yeah. fact that, you know, you're terming out, if you got a good guy in there standing in the gap, boom, you lose him, and it's not your choice. Right. right? You put it on all the play. He's gone. And then, and then uh, now you can elect somebody just like him if you can find him. Now, that, the thing about it is it's harder to find a liberty candidate to replace a good one uh, than it is to find a Cortez. A, a it's Cortez. harder to get a Liberty candidate elected. Yeah. I mean, right. even if you find one, it's harder to get them so elected Cortez, because they're not running around promising free stuff. Yeah. A Booker, uh, Kamala Harris, Camel Harris, whatever. <laughs> I mean, they're a dime a dozen. A, a Camel Har- a, a camel in, in California, a Camel Harris or Harry Camel or whatever she is, that's a dime a dozen in California. Yeah. Right. I term her out. I can find I can find her on any street corner in San Francisco. You got a right? ninth judicial circuit that's full of them. Yeah, so, so, so just you know, crazy. So anyway, those are the two reasons. Right. It doesn't it doesn't inherently change the makeup uh, of. So before we go out, because this is our last segment today, before we go out, I want to I want to sort of just talking about lifetime politicians. Uh, I want to tell you something that I actually agree with uh, Sheila Jackson Lee on Ooh. something. I know. Isn't I that crazy? I wouldn't repeat that. I wouldn't repeat that. <laughs> okay. What you got? So um, we have Jasmine Barnes, the seven-year-old girl that was killed in Texas. And uh, immediately, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee came out, hate crime, hate crime, hate crime, because they didn't know who the suspect was. And all the drawings came out to be, the, the witness drawings came out to be people who were, you know, because you, you couldn't tell their color, right? And so... Um, it turns out, actually, that this was another black-on-black crime, mm-hmm. and the young girl was, uh, was a, what do they call that, a standby? I mean, she was just a bystander that was shot. Mm-hmm. And now they're kicking on uh, Sheila Jackson Lee because she's saying this is still a hate crime. She says, I believe... And having written hate crime legislation, know the criteria, I believe that this should be looked at as a hate crime. We don't want to have, uh, we don't to have, we won't, we don't want to have on the street someone who is willing to kill children and possibly kill them in the name of hatred. And you know what? I'm I'm glad whether she she actually means it honestly or she's just trying to cover her tracks. 
I'm glad that she recognizes that when one person shoots another person, that it is a hate crime, that it is not about color. It is not about, it is not about, uh, and I know that when she came out and said this first, she was thinking that it was some kind of a white person who had committed this crime. But it's, this is a black on black crime. Cover her backside. Yeah, I'm sure she's trying to cover her backside. But I agree. And the problem is, is now that we have, we have this, this tribalistic duel over media, instead of the conservatives media saying, look, this is, you know, hate crime shouldn't be about race. As a matter of fact, there shouldn't even be hate crime okay, classifications, that, that's, right? Because that's the problem. I mean, she's still affirming the existence right. of these nonsensical laws. But, it, mean, but the step in the right direction is recognizing that, that hate is a motivator for this crime that is independent of race, right. gender, or sexual orientation. Now you got her on record. It's not yeah. about those special it, categories. Right. And so we have to realize that life, all lives are valuable. And that when we start classifying things like hate crimes based on race or gender or sexual orientation, we actually diminish the value of life. And so I would like to see some conservative media outlets taking up this kind of this is not about hate kind of crime perspective and and kind of maybe store this in her little box like you said you've got it on record you can say look at least Sheila Jackson Lee recognizes this is not about race she she's been one that some libertarian groups have tried to have conversation with it wasn't she with the one at red pill I think she was there. Um, so mm-hmm. she's had, She was she, that wasn't her but there was somebody with her. Yeah. One of those. Right. But I don't know. They're well, all crazy. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed our show today. Thank you for joining us here at the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We are Monday through Thursday and Saturday coming to you bringing you truth in current events media. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs>